Welcome to the Dreamy CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Fan, your business and marketing mentor. Join me and the best guest speakers to talk all things business, marketing, and sales, leaning into self-care and lots about being an entrepreneur. So grab a coffee and tune in. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to welcome Sasha Lewis today. Sasha is the owner of a creative agency helping businesses produce disruptive brands, helping you confidently unlock your biz potential via brand strategy design and creative direction. Hi, Sasha. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself um, and how you you know, decided to start your own business. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, that's a, a loaded question, right? I think for every yeah. entrepreneur, it's always like a massive journey. But um, long story short, I was working in corporate. I was designing retail stores after college. And I got really burnt out after about like five or six years because all of those store designs and installations were happening during off hours, right? So it was always overnight. And there was a lot of traveling happening. And I decided at that point, you know, it's a good time to shift. Um, and I got into publication and marketing. And I was doing that for some freelance clients here and there. And one client in particular was kind of like my bread and butter uh, client, if you will. And so I had gotten pregnant during that time, married, pregnant. And when I was in labor, they fired me um, without any sort of indication or notice or anything. Um, so I had my baby and I look at my phone and I'm fired. <laughs> and wow. so um, at that point, my ex-husband was doing a lot of the work and bringing in the money and I was, you know, stay at home mom. But then I went through a divorce and I realized something had to shift. And I think like most entrepreneurs during the pandemic, I was like, all right, this is the perfect time to really just build up a business. And at that point I was blogging a lot and I had built up a really good community through blogging and sharing motherhood and life and all the things. But because I was going through a divorce and I was kind of already, you know, feeling out motherhood, I decided to just phase back into what I went to school for, which was branding and marketing and all the things. So that's kind of like a long answer, but also a short answer to how I kind of got into starting my own business. Wow, what a story. Honestly, that ex-corporate nine of five did you really dirty. Ugh. And um I I can't even imagine all of the emotions and all of the the thought process that you're probably going through at that time. Um, but they always say like diamonds break under pressure, and I'm really happy that you're able to be at the place you are today and um, have this amazing established brand and be able to like run a freaking empire, but be a badass mom at the same time, which is incredible. So I'm so happy for you that you're able to kind of navigate your way back to your passion again um, and really create this stability and this like, um, like awakening for yourself. So that that really is amazing and admirable. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about personal branding. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we both have like a really like both have really strong personal brands um, and, you know, dedication to empowering and uplifting um, our clients. So can you tell us more, like a little bit more about why branding is um, more prevalent than ever in this era today? Oh, wow. Well, I think that there's just like, 
I mean, we saw the biggest shift during the pandemic. Everyone realized that now is the perfect time to really like tap into finding what made them happy. And I think during that time, we all kind of were like, well, this is fun for the first month. You know, we're kind of all on vacation. We get to stay home, binge watch. But then it got longer and longer and no one knew what to do with their time. And so we just saw this massive influx in entrepreneurship and businesses starting where the markets in every industry just started to become so robust. And there was all this noise, which was great noise too, because everyone found their power and everyone found their passion and what they could bring to the table. But that also gave a lot of people a harder edge in standing out. And so what I think has become such a norm, especially as we see with celebrities too, who you know branch off from where they started, whether it's reality TV or whatever, kind of like go into their own businesses of you know, skincare, makeup brands, all the things, you really have to find that point of relatability, which always starts with the personal brand. And I think it's so much easier to connect with others when you connect on that one-to-one basis versus a business face to a person. It's less business to business, more person to person. And so I feel like now, because these markets are now, and I don't like using the word overly saturated because you can walk into a market and see like 15 types of bread, you know, and you're going to figure out which one you like the most. But We see all of these people just owning their place, but it always starts with who's the person behind the business and how did they start? And I think now more than ever, we're also seeing more businesses that are personal brand facing than they are corporate brand facing. So that Mm -hmm. really emphasizes the need to build that personal brand too. I love that. And especially through like TikTok or even Instagram, what we're seeing a lot more of is like um, even the face of the social media manager where- at one point they were like pretend that you don't you don't even exist and you're just running an account and you're pretending to be um the person behind the company right um but right now what we're seeing is like this revolution of um you know little sectors of even a company or a business and having personal brand in its individual um, team members as well, right? Which is really fascinating because we're starting to see the shift within the last six months, I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that there's, there's this big push for company culture too. You know, it's really shedding light on what actually happens behind the scenes because traditional marketing is no longer enough to gain attention. You know, we were so used to commercials and commercials are almost, you know, irrelevant at this point on TV and, you know, everyone's streaming. There's no longer those, you know, the time period for those ads to be effective for people to then say, oh, I saw that on TV. Let me go to my computer now and look it up. No one's paying attention. And if you are, you know, on watching TV or whatever the case may be, you're still on your phone, you're still scrolling. So the means for that connection becomes deeper when it's person to person, you know? So I think mm-hmm. shedding light behind the scenes on what actually happens in a company and a company culture, companies are starting to realize that's so prevalent in order to build that trust faster and for people to want to even apply to work there, you know? It's it's beautiful for both sides of business, for consumers or for building out a, a team. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And it's really important to kind of like um, shift our perspective when it when approaching to marketing to think of as the company and as the consumer as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's important to kind of put our sho- ourselves in the shoes of the consumer, um, depending on your you know uh, demographic to see and kind of analyze like how they like to buy, how they like to invest, how they like to work with you and, um, you know, buy your product or services. Right. Um, so we're seeing a lot of like um, recurring uh, message that we're we're talking about is 
you know, personal branding is really evolving. And I wanted just to kind of ask you, what are some like um, key factors that are important to acknowledge when it comes to that becoming of your personal brand? If you were to give advice to someone um, who's listening right now who feels kind of in the dark about their personal brand or feels kind of like lost in what they need to do, um, how would you approach, you know, the first steps to find yourself and be established um, within your own personal brand? I think that the first step is working on your self-awareness and really understanding who you are as an individual, because that's going to be the driving force behind finding your community and your tribe. And Mm -hmm. I think it's become normal for us to want to show up perfect, but at some point, that facade breaks and then you start from square one all over again because you've been presenting yourself as one thing but really you're this other thing right you've been trying to mask that everything is the highlight reel syndrome I like to call it you know so I think having a deep amount of self-awareness in who you are and being comfortable in who you are and comfortable in presenting that out to the world that ultimately is going to drive that community so much faster but then also understanding how that then relates back to your business. So how can you leverage your personality as a business owner and as an individual to almost section out two audience bases, right? You have the people who follow you because they just love you as an individual. They're interested in your business, but then you have the people that are interested in your business and do love you as an individual and they kind of come together. So I think it's important to understand what you bring to the table. And this always sounds so like cliche of like, what's your unique selling proposition, right? But what really makes you unique in your quirkiness or whether it's, you know, your studiousness or maybe you're a total nerd, you know, it's it's really leveraging those aspects that then bring so much more interest into who you are and what you do. I love that. I think like... Oh- that journey of finding who you are being like becoming self-aware on you know how do you want to show up like how do you want to live your life and how do you want to run your business and of course there's goals of like the higher version of yourself that you want to become but then there's also to the point where it's like so far-fetched that you're not even being yourself and Mm -hmm. being in the online space I feel like um we can kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit right and we see so many eccentric energies out there and so many you know different personal brands that we admire we look up to um and in some ways we try to become them but it's important to kind of own who you are embrace yourself and your lived experiences because there's never like a carbon copy of yourself right um and i'm a firm believer like your story like your lived experiences before starting your business you know um that really elevates your personal brand right so um so if you were to give advice for, you know, um, utilizing your your lived experiences um, and um, kind of overcoming those objections or that imposter syndrome of comparing yourself to other personal brands, um, you know, what would you say to those who are listening right now? I think that it's always going to end up coming up at different levels in your business. And I recently went through this as well, where I... I built my platform, like I said, starting with like a motherhood blog, right? And a lot of my community 
when I shifted were people that were following me because of the blog. And so I kind of went in this radical direction. Well, my daughter, she's autistic and she's four. And so I wanted to stop sharing about her having autism because I didn't want to start having all of these parents who are also special needs parents in my audience because I knew that wasn't going to relate over to me trying to target entrepreneurs. But what I found was I started to diminish a lot of my own personal experiences of being divorced, being, you know, young and divorced, being a young single mom, having a daughter with disability. I started to diminish all of those things and really just go ham on my professional experience that I, it wasn't until recently that I figured out that people hire me because I have a daughter with disabilities because I have a different perspective on how to work with people, right? Because of that experience. Mm -hmm. And People hire me because I've been through so much in my life, whether it's personal or not, because of how I can then relate to others and the compassion I bring towards them and the essence that I want to see other people win because I know what it means to live through trial and error. And so it wasn't until recently where I had this huge mental shift and this kind of epiphany where it's like, why am I hiding all these parts of what made my story? You know, like I can't rely specifically on I've been in this industry for 10 plus years and this is what I've done and who I've worked for. Like that, that only gets you so far, but business is person to person and it's, it's human interaction. And especially with social media, when you're putting out content, it's still coming from a place of, this is my opinion from experience. You're, you want to get to the person on multiple levels, not just on professional level. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the best advice I can give is stop running from your past and stop running from the things that have shaped you into the person that you are today. Mm, I love that example that you shared, like, you know, um, having your daughter who has autism and, um, you know, kind of navigating and branching away from, um, from that based off of your ideal client target, but also embracing it into your story and, um, being able to lean into the different pillars that make you, you and who you are today. Right. Um, so and even like bringing up that topic of like your clients are going to work with you um because of your energy because of your lived experiences um and all those things but also they're going to work with you because of your expertise as well it's a balance of things right um i love that uh for me personally you know i was really like fearful to you know lean into business and marketing because i don't have a business and marketing degree but i have i before becoming a mentor i spent a whole year marketing my business and managing my business right but sometimes you know that fear really kind of creeps in of like am i good enough right or you know am i qualified enough and utilizing those lived experiences and being I guess also not downplaying all of the amazing achievements or the amazing milestones that you've been through um, and leaning into that and utilizing that into your uh, personal brand, right? Um, Sometimes we can like really like look at our past and our, you know, um, you know, our achievements and milestones and think like, I just had to do what I had to do. It wasn't all that, right? And then And then you tell your story and so many people are moved by it, right? So many of your clients are like, I decided to work with you because that, you know, inspired me so much. That made me like see you as a human being, right? Exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I really loved, you know, what you shared there um, when it comes to, you know, establishing your personal brand and, um, you know, leaning into your lived experiences. So that's, that's amazing. Um, Not to cut you off. I will say though, that the imposter syndrome comes up at every level. And I think there's so much emphasis on, well, do you have a degree? Do you have this? What have your experiences been? And I think at this stage in the game, those th- like unless you're a doctor, a psychologist, or some someone in those types of fields, where a degree is probably necessary. Like I, I would want you to have a degree if you're a surgeon. Um, I don't think it's necessarily as important as it was, you know, decades prior. And mm-hmm. I think the more people can understand that simply sitting down and having the determination to learn something yourself is as equivalent as sitting down in a classroom and learning something that someone else is relaying to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's really fascinating because I was just having this conversation with one of my clients yesterday. Um, But when it comes to, you know, like value and, you know, perceived value and, you know, expertise, um, it's, it's important to kind of like, um, acknowledge that, you know, everyone's like journeys are different as well. And, you know, leaning into your, um, like imposter syndrome and things like that. When, when those things resurface, they're going to resurface along your full business journey, like day one, year three plus you've been like, you have like 10 years of experience. So like from day one to 10 years, um, plus you probably are faced with the same blocks, but after time, um, you're just, it's easier to deal with because you've been able to overcome those hurdles every single time. Right. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, they do come up, but, um, it, it, it just feels better. But I think part of like a personal brand is to be real open and vulnerable with your audience as well about, um, about those things and um, being able to normalize that within your community. Right. Um, And I feel like that could be a really like a struggle sometimes. So how do you feel about, you know, um, being open and real and raw with your community, within your personal branding um, for those who are struggling to open up in that way? I think I became really comfortable with it through blogging. And I mean, this wasn't, you know, a very long time ago. I, I started my blog back in 2000, I think it was 2016 or 17. Um, and I only had it for about two or three years. And that's when I segued. But I was going through a lot of depression and anxiety and OCD in my personal life for a very long time. And I was hiding that side of me of having mental health issues because I didn't want anyone to see me as flawed or as, you know, defective or whatever, you know, word you want to use that we put on ourselves. And so I started the blog in terms of just releasing that kind of like stigma I was putting on myself. And through that, I was able to become really comfortable with sharing my experiences and, you know, what I face on the day to day and imposter syndrome and all the things that we go through as entrepreneurs because of the response I was getting in return, which was community building and support. And you realize how many people want to see you win, but also how many people share the same experiences as you. And I think when building a personal brand, it's those moments of imperfection that makes people see you as perfect because you have the confidence to say, sure, maybe I have been in this game for a very long time, 
but I haven't been as an entrepreneur in new levels. They always say new levels, new devils, right? And so you're always going to face something that's going to kind of shake shake the foundation a little bit, but it's how you respond to it. And I think sharing that allows people to understand that there's not this massive pressure to show up every day and win, you know, like you are going to have mistakes. You're going to go through things and be like, damn it, I wish I did that differently. But it's sharing those experiences. A, you help educate your audience, right? You know, that's a huge factor of personal brand. A pillar is educating in whatever you're going through. And so I think sharing those those experiences, people start to understand that A, it's not always going to be sunshines, rainbows, and unicorns, but B, it's that there is no flaw to human. It's just human experience. And I think being able to shed light on that allows people to see you in a multifaceted way. I loved what you said about like, um, the more imperfect you are, the more perfect people see you. And I think part of like being established in your personal branding or like having that like personal awakening to be able to put yourself out there is to embrace the like imperfections, right? And what we view as imperfect. um, Because if anything, it creates more connection with everyone around you in your community um, when things aren't picture perfect right so um I I loved what you said there about like embracing like the imperfections and um you know sharing like the real and rawness of you know and embracing all of those aspects within your everyday life into your business right and it creates a lot of good conversations too it opens up the doors for so many more conversations with others where even if it doesn't lead to a hot lead, you know, it leads to a great connection that you're going to cherish for a long time in your business journey. And I think that's something that's missing a lot, A, in personal branding, but B, just in business in general, is connections that aren't business driven. You know, it's not having that ulterior motive behind, if I have a conversation with someone, where is it going to lead to? What if it just leads to a connection? You know, and I think that's kind of a big part of where people get turned off by entrepreneurship or at least where people get turned off in digital marketing is just, okay, we're connecting, we're following each other. We're liking each other's posts, but what's your ulterior motive? Are you going to try and pitch me in 10 minutes? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally hear you and agree with you on that. Um, I think like even part of like um, your personal branding and just like preaching what what you love and what you don't love within the area that you specialize in is that you are able to like attract those dreaming clients and repel those unaligned clients because you're able to kind of like normalize the conversations of what your methods are like what you what you believe in and like what you expect out of your clients right exactly yeah All right. So I am loving our conversation today about like personal branding and, you know, the becoming of a personal brand as well. Um, Do you have any, you know, additional thoughts or anything on personal branding or any takeaways that you'd like the listeners to, you know, take from our conversation today? If there's one thing that I feel like we didn't touch on, and this kind of goes against everything that we spoke about, but I will say that building a personal brand is strategic as well. So as much as it's been as, you know, imperfect and aligned with who you are at your core, there is still strategy if you want it to lead to something and if you want it to lead to your actual business or income producing, right? So I think that would be the biggest takeaway is just figure out your pillars in terms of having a healthy balance between expertise and raw 
human and figure out where that, I like to call it the point of pivot is in your messaging, where then you can pivot towards business experience and like funneling back into your business too. Mm, I love that. With everything, it's just balance, right? And being able to kind of like um, navigate like those two sides of the coins, like your personal brand. And then also, um, you know, like you said, that pivot into, you know, business um, and that business direction and how they can actually move forward with it after that connection. Right. right. Um, I I love our conversation about that. And I definitely um, want the um, the listeners today to, you know, tune into all the things, all the amazing things that you preach about the balance of uh, personal brand and also the business and, you know, strategic side of things as well. So can you tell us more about, you know, where to find you and how, um, you know, those who are listening can work with you? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram, Sasha Monique Creates. Um, I also pre not previously, I also just launched a magazine um, a couple months ago called Detailed. So you can find that at D-T-L-D-M-A-G, Detailed Mag, on Instagram as well. And then in order to work together, I do brand strategy, brand consulting, brand design, web design, creative direction, all the things to build up your brand. Um, So there's a lot of free value on my Instagram page. Um, And if you're interested, you know, check me out over there and we can have a conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you and have everyone tune in right now. Um, I will tag all of Sasha's um, socials in the show notes. Um, But thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom on branding um, and the strategy side of things as well. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Dreamy CEO podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Fan, and I've loved sharing my journey and the stories of other amazing women entrepreneurs with you. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep thriving as that entrepreneur, my friend.